Buck Benny, the two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Well, Jello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. I hope you're enjoying this season of the Jack Benny Show and all of our podcasts this year. I hope you're also checking out the Judy Garland and Friends OTR podcast that has a bunch of great shows on it as well. Tonight's shows of the Jack Benny Show are from 1952 and 1942. The standout show is probably the third show we're going to play, which is the 1942 Jack Benny with guest Barbara Stanwyck. But I'll go more into that on the intro to that episode. Uh, in be- sandwiched in between for our triple, triple decker Thursday, uh, we have. Uh, who do we have? <laughs> we have Phil Harris, The Phil Harris Show. Uh, Stolen Mail is the episode, and it's from the exact same night in 1952 of our Jack Benny show. On our Jack Benny show, starting us out this evening, it's just one of those great shows with so many people on it. It has Ed uh, from The Vault is going to be on there, Joe Kearns playing that part, Frank Nelson will be on as a credit manager, Mel Blanc will be on as a TV salesman, and he also plays the gopher, which should be fun. Uh, just it's just wonderful hearing all of these folks. Uh, Lionel Barrymore is on tonight as the stuffy singer, and uh, as well as Sarah Brenner as the nasal songstress, which we always like that part when she comes in and does that. Bob Crosby, of course, tonight again. Uh, let's see who else. We got Herb, Herb Vigrens on playing Napoleon. It's just a bang-up episode. I hope you enjoy all three shows. Let's get on with it, and we'll see you again next Thursday for another Triple Stack Thursday. Enjoy. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. Lucky tastes better. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher. Smoother, lucky, 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 striking, fine tobacco, lucky, striking, fine tobacco, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Better get a carton, better get a carton, better get a carton today. Hello, friends. This is Don Wilson. I've been cheering many years for Lucky's better taste, but I can't cheer that loud. It takes a bigger group to do that. And that's just what we've got all over the country. The biggest college cheering section for Lucky's that any cigarette could want. You see, a nationwide survey based on actual student interviews in 80 leading colleges, reveals that more smokers in these colleges prefer Lucky's than any other cigarette, and by a wide margin. What's more, the survey shows that Lucky Strike gained far more smokers in these colleges than the nation's two other principal brands combined. Just think of that. And listen to this. The number one reason they gave for smoking Lucky's was Lucky's better taste. So try a carton of those cleaner, fresher, smoother-tasting Luckies. You'll feel like cheering, too. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And 
now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go out to Jack Benny's house in Beverly Hills. At the moment, Jack is relaxing in the den. Rochester, the phone. Rochester. Hmm. Hello? Hello, Chris? <laughs> Chris? Yeah, ain't you Christopher Columbus? <laughs> Christopher Columbus? Who is this calling? Napoleon. I'm sorry, Napoleon. You must have the wrong number. Hmm. I never knew they let them have phones in those places. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I had to answer it. Rochester. Rochester. Hmm. I wonder where he can be. Must be out in the garage. Ever since the Coleman's got that new Cadillac, he's been shining my Maxwell every day. <laughs> he even put a chlorophyll tablet in the exhaust pipe. <laughs> I'll go out and see. Rochester. Oh, hello, boss. Rochester, I thought you were in the garage. What are you doing on your hands and knees with that butterfly net? I'm trying to catch a gopher. A gopher? Are you sure we got one? Oh, yes, boss. This morning I stuck my hand all the way down that hole, and there's a gopher there, all right. Well, you'll never kill him with that butterfly net. I don't want to kill him. I just want to get my ring back. <laughs> My goodness, that beautiful gold ring I gave you for Christmas. Rochester, why would a gopher take your ring? It was so green, he thought it was a blade of grass. <laughs> Rochester, I think you're making this whole... Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Rochester. Don't move. What's the matter, boss? The gopher just came up behind you. <laughs> don't, don't move, Rochester. If he says, what's up, Doc, I'll hit him with a shovel. <laughs> oh, darn it, he went back down the hole. Rochester, hand me that gopher trap. Here you are. Now, let's see. I just pushed the spring all the way back. Well, the trap is set. There. Now, let's stand back and wait. I wonder if he's coming. I'll get down on my knees and look in the hole. Can you see him? Yeah, here he comes. He's coming closer. Closer. Boss, boss, the gopher got away. You put the trap in backwards. Well, don't stand there talking. Get it off my nose. <laughs> I'll get that gopher. It's the last thing I do. Boss, boss, hey, here he comes again. Yeah, I see him. Rochester. Right, I've got him cornered. He can't move. I'll just take this shovel and... Boss, why don't you hit him? I can't. Look at those blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, isn't that cute? What? He's got braces on his teeth. <laughs> well, what do you know? Rochester, let the gopher run around the yard. What does it hurt? I'm going to the house. 
I'm glad we didn't catch him. See, my nose hurt. Who can that be at the door? Coming! There's the phone again. Hello? Hello, Chris? <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. This is Napoleon. Now, Chris, what I wanted to Look, tell I'm you... Look, I'm not Christopher Columbus, and stop annoying me. Why does this have to happen to me? Coming, coming. Hello, Jack. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, Mary. Dennis, come on in. Mary, how... How did you and Dennis happen to come over? Uh, the... Jack. Huh? Jack, what happened to your nose? I got it caught in a gopher trap. <laughs> Wasn't it crowded? <laughs> the gopher wasn't in it at the time. Oh. Now, kids, how did you happen... Must be that crazy guy again. I'm going to ball him out and... Wait a minute. Hey, Dennis. Dennis. Yes, Mr. Benny? Answer the phone, will you, Dennis? Okay. Watch this, Larry. Hello? Yeah, this is him speaking. <laughs> well, it was kind of a rough voyage, but we made it all right. <laughs> What's that? The Nina and the Pinter rolled a little bit, but the Santa Maria came through fine. What? Yeah, it was an expensive trip, but Queen Isabella hocked her jewels and put up the money. Dennis? Nah, Ferdinand was all wrong. Isabella and I were just good friends. <laughs> Dennis, get away from that phone! Just a minute. Uh, thanks very much. I'll see you in about an hour. Goodbye. Now, Mary. Gee, Mr. Benny, do you know who was that was on the phone? Yeah, I know, and I don't want to hear anything about it. Oh, but Mr. Benny, Dennis, you... that guy drove me nuts, but you're not going to. Now, just let me hear the song you're going to do on the program. That's all I want out of you. Okay. That kid is crazier than the guy on the phone. I used to walk with you along the avenue. Our hearts were carefree and Along the avenue 
as I wander, I pray that someday soon I'll find you. Somewhere along the Dennis, very good. You know, this season, your voice is better than ever. Well, thanks. Uh, look, Mr. Benny, I gotta leave now, but if Napoleon calls, will Dennis, you tell him you that... you said you were gonna leave, so go. I don't want to hear any more about Napoleon. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, say, Mary. Yes, Dennis? Are you doing anything this afternoon? Uh, no, why? Let's fly to Las Vegas and get married. <laughs> no, thanks. Okay, I'll ask somebody else. Goodbye. <laughs> Isn't Dennis the craziest kid you ever met? Oh, I don't know. But he does the silliest things. He didn't get his nose caught in a gopher trap. <laughs> all right, all right. Man, what'd you come over here for anyway? Well, you asked me to come over. What? Well, don't you remember? You said you were going to buy a new television set today, and you wanted me to go with you. Oh, yes. The one I've got has such a small screen. Well, come on. Let's go. Okay. Just wait here a minute, will you, Mary? I haven't got enough money. I'll go down to my vault and get some. Okay, well, don't be too long. I won't. Hmm, <laughs> here come my alligators. One of them still has that bandage on him. I thought sure he'd be healed by now. I only took off enough to make a belt. <laughs> well, I better go in my vault and get my money. Password. No loose ends. <laughs> oh, it's you, Mr. Benny. Yes, yes, I just came down to get some money. How have you been, Ed? Oh, fine, fine. By the way, Mr. Benny, how are things on the outside? Oh, very exciting, Ed. In fact, the country hasn't settled down yet. You know, last Tuesday, the Yankees won. What? I said the Yankees won. Well, so the Confederates finally gave out. <laughs> It's a baseball team. What? Never mind. Now, excuse me. I want to open the safe. Let's see. The combination is right to 45, left to 60. 
back to 15, then left to 110, there. that alarm for you? Spike Jones. <laughs> Let me see now. There, that ought to be enough money. Well, so long, Ed. Goodbye, Mr. Benny. Gee, Ed's a nice fella. It's amazing. All the years he stayed down in that vault, and he's never come out. Sometimes I feel guilty paying him by check. <laughs> better hurry. I don't want to keep Mary waiting. <laughs> you know, Mary, I'm glad I decided to buy a new television set. Well, it's about time. The store isn't far from here. Good, good. You know, Mary, I... Oh, for heaven's sake. Now what? I forgot to tell Rochester to send my tuxedo to the cleaners. I'm going to a cocktail party next Saturday. A cocktail party? Who's giving it? I don't know. You don't know? Look, Mary, I play my violin, get my money, and go. <laughs> you should have seen the tip Mary and Davies gave me. <laughs> well, I better step in this drugstore and call Rochester. Excuse me a minute. All right, Jack, I'll wait out here. da da dee da Oh, Mary, Mary. Mary. Oh, 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 hello, Bob. Hello, Mary. What are you doing? I'm waiting for Jack. He's inside making a phone call. Oh, well, I'll wait till he comes out. I want to talk to him. He's got to do something about that orchestra. Well. <laughs> What's wrong now? Well, for one thing, have you ever noticed how the bass drum keeps changing tone all the time? Sometimes it's low, then it's high, then it's low, then it's high again. Yeah, what makes the drum change tone like that? I guess it all depends on how much draft beer is in it. <laughs> Bob, you mean the musicians keep beer in the bass drum? Are you kidding? They won't even start a number when I give them a downbeat. I gotta yell, what do you have? <laughs> no. Well, Mary, now I call Rochester. Oh, oh hello, Bob. Hello, Jack. Say, Bob, I heard a lot of good comments on our television show. Everybody thought you were wonderful on it. And they loved your song. Well, gee, that's nice, Jack. Thanks. But the next time I sing, I kind of wish you'd put some production behind it. You know, that song called for a scene in the park. But, Bob, I gave you a scene in the park. No, I mean real scenery, not just a tree painted on the drummer's head. <laughs> that tree wasn't painted. It was growing there. <laughs> Stop. A couple of branches and you make a big thing out of it. Gee, and I thought he had dandruff. It was Biggero. Yes, yes. Well, Bob, we got to run along now. I'm going to buy a, a new television set. Gee, I wish I had time. I'd love to watch this. What? Oh, I'll see you tomorrow at rehearsal. So long, Mary. So long, Bob. Goodbye, Bob. Come on, Mary. 
Say, Mary, where's the store we're going to? Oh, it's somewhere here. Oh, there it is, right across the street. We've only got two salesmen, and they both seem to be busy. That's all right. I'd like to look around first, anyway. They sure have a lot of television sets here. Yeah. There's one with a 16-inch screen. And here's a 20-inch. Hey, Mary, look at the size of that screen over there. It's tremendous. Which one? Way over there. What a clear picture. Put on your glasses. You're looking out the window. <laughs> one of the best. Well. I'll turn it on. Hmm, it doesn't work. Jack, this is a television set. It has to warm up first. See the picture starting to come in now. Yeah. Quiet, Mary. I want to hear this. Look, look, Mary. She's still out of focus. From the hips down, she's short and fat, and the top of her head is so flat. Mary. Maybe your head won't be so flat if I turn this knob. Mary, you're wasting your time. I've been out with that girl. She's really built that way. <laughs> oh. Now, turn it up again. I want to hear it. Mary, try another channel. Okay, okay. Hey, look, Mary, it's the Sportsman Quartet. Yes, it is. They must be doing a special program. Gee, but it's great after being up late, walking my baby back home. Farming arm, arm over meadow and farm, walking my baby back home. We go along harmonizing a song, or I'm reciting a poem. Owls go by and they give me the eye Walking my baby back home We stop for a while She gives me a smile And snuggles her head to my chest We start in the pet And that's when I get Her towel come all over my vest After I kind of straighten my tie She has to borrow my comb One kiss then I continue again Walking my baby back home but it's great after being out late Puffing a lucky back home Just can't wait after leaving my date To puffing a lucky back home Sitting there in my favorite chair Soon I'll be nodding my toe But it's fun when the long day is done Puffing a lucky back home It seems only fair to tear and compare Examine the smoke that you like why we say get lucky today be happy and go lucky strike tell your friends lucky's had no loose ends strip down a lucky and show then you'll see just how happy you'll be puffing a lucky back home puffing a lucky back home
Boy, well, the, the sportsmen were wonderful. You know, you know, this set has good reception. You're right. I'll try another channel. Okay. I was someplace else. Somebody wait on us. Oh, here comes a salesman. Oh, yes. Now, how do you do? May I help you? <laughs> yes, I'd like to... I'd like to buy a television set. Now, we have all the latest models here. Uh, how about this one? Well, I was thinking of something bigger. In fact, I was thinking of this one here with a 30-inch screen. Now, how much does it cost? $795. What? Yeah, stop choking him. He's just a salesman. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <coughs> I'm, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, well, how much is this 20-inch set? I'll whisper it to her. <laughs> no, you can tell me I'm all right now. $360. dollars well, that isn't so bad. Uh, would I have to pay cash? No, you can open a charge account here. I can? Yeah, just go over to see the credit manager. His office is back in the corner. Oh, thank you. Excuse me, Mary. I'll be right back. Let's see. Oh, there's the office. Oh, excuse me, sir. I'm buying a television set that costs $360. How much will the down payment be? I don't know. <laughs> Well, how much of an installment will I have to pay each month? I don't know. <laughs> well, how many months will I have to pay before I own it? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know anything. What are you doing in the credit department? I missed the payment and they nailed my shoes to the floor. <laughs> the silliest thing I ever heard. Now, where's that credit manager? How do you do? <laughs> Can I help you? Yes, I want to buy a TV set on credit. Well, you've come to the right place. We'll put a television set in your home and give you five years to pay for it. Well? You take it, and at your age, it's a good deal. <laughs> Look, mister. Now, before I give you a charge account, I'll need some information. Your name? Jack Benny. Address? Three... <laughs> 366 North Camden Drive. Occupation? Comedian. Your age? 39. <laughs> Say, you are, aren't you? 39? You know, a comedian. <laughs> Mister, I don't need your jokes or credit either. I picked out my television set, and here's the $360 for it. Thank you. Uh, Jack. Just a minute, Mary. He's giving me a receipt. Here you are, sir. And I'm sure you'll be happy that you bought this television set. 
There's so many interesting programs to watch. For instance, today they have a very unusual program on called Historical Characters. Historical characters? Yes, you see, this fella calls people up on the phone and says he's Napoleon and asks if you're Christopher Columbus. Huh? And if you don't hang up on him, you win a television set. <laughs> what? Today's winner was a young man named Dennis Day. <laughs> oh, no. Pick him up and put him in a cab. I'll take him home. Jack will be back in just a moment, but first... Lucky tastes better. Lucky strikes me fine tobacco. Lucky strikes me fine tobacco. Cleaner, fresher. Friends, you'll want to cheer Lucky's too once you try them. They taste that much better. Let me tell you why. LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Fine, mild, good tasting tobacco. And just as important, Lucky's are made better, round and firm and fully packed to taste cleaner, fresher, smoother. The fact is, a nationwide survey based on actual student interviews in 80 leading colleges shows that more smokers in these colleges prefer Lucky's than any other cigarette. And furthermore, this survey reveals that Lucky's gained far more smokers in these colleges than the nation's two other principal brands combined. Yes, these college men and women just like so many of us, prefer Lucky's, the cigarette that tastes better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. So make your next carton Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky. Be happy, go lucky, go lucky strike today. Gentlemen, next week for our special guest, we are having Daryl F. Zanuck, production head of 20th Century Fox, producers of that thrilling picture, The Snows of Kilimanjaro, starring Gregory Peck, Ava Gardner, and Susan Hayward. Be sure to listen. Good night, folks. by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsberg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Mark. Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents transcribed The Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here is The Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevalier, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman.
All of you who have children know that at some time or other they get into mischief. But what the Harris children do to Alice today shouldn't happen to a mother. More about that later. First, a word from RCA Victor. A glance at the calendar will show you that the national elections are less than a month away. So there's no time to waste. It's time to buy your RCA Victor television set. Then you'll be ready to enjoy television's complete coverage of that important night. From the early vote returns to the interviews with our new president. You'll see the clearest pictures on new RCA Victor television thanks to the exclusive Magic Monitor circuit system that acts like an engineer inside your set. The Magic Monitor screens out interference automatically, steps up power automatically, and automatically ties the clearest picture to the best sound. The Magic Monitor is built into every new RCA Victor set, into the brand new Shelly, for example. The Shelly is a handsome 17-inch table model, priced at only $199.95. And it's a real bargain for your budget. And that low price is complete, including federal excise tax and full-year warranty on the 17-inch picture tube. So buy the Shelly at your dealer's tomorrow. You'll want to see RCA Victor Television Deluxe, too. Be ready to enjoy television's full coverage of the upcoming election. Remember... Every year, more people buy RCA Victor than any other television. And when you buy RCA Victor television, plus an RCA Victor factory service contract, you get television's greatest combination. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Faye and Bill Harris. Bill has scheduled a band rehearsal for this afternoon, and he's very anxious for everything to come off just right because the sponsor is going to be there. As we look in, Phil is at home getting ready to leave for rehearsal. Now, let me see. I think I've got everything I need for my band rehearsal. My conducting wand, my podium, my music. Why bother with music? Your musicians can't read. They don't have to know how to read They memorize everything <laughs> And look, I don't want you knocking them, Willie Now, where was I? Oh, yeah Let's see, I got the music, pitch pipe, tuning fork, and earplugs What are the earplugs for? The boys in the band, they can't stand to listen oh. to each other <laughs> I wish I could think of some way to improve that band What in the world could I do to make it sound better? Get a new male vocalist And whom would you suggest? Me <laughs> Alice has been giving me singing lessons And I, I'm sure I'd be a valuable asset to your program Ooh, that's peachy <laughs> Look, I can't use you with my band I have a very nice tenor voice And I'll prove it to you, Philip <clears throat> Bonnie Google with his googly eyes. Bonnie yeah, that's good, Willie. Yeah, that's fine. That'll be enough. Size. Yeah, you can knock when it off. Saint Down, boy. Down. Down, boy. Down, boy. Thank you. Place. Thank, Thank you, Carmen Lombardo. <laughs> I thought you gave up singing. Look, Willie, forget about singing with the band. Hey, I gotta get to rehearsal Where's that no-talent guitar player of mine? He's supposed to pick me up Maybe he's not gonna show up 
He's probably still mad at you for making fun of his real name last week. Well, I couldn't help it. That name of his, uh, uh, what is it again? Elliot Lewis. Ooh. <laughs> I get nauseous every time I hear it. I'm not... I'll get that. Hiya, Curly. Sorry I'm late. Well, it's about time you got here. We got a rehearsal. Where you been? I stopped at my regular place for breakfast. It took the guy an hour to prepare it for me. Oh, must have had a fancy breakfast. No, same thing I always have. Then why did it take him an hour? New bartender. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? The usual. Hot buttered toast and a whiskey sour. <laughs> a whiskey sour for breakfast? Sure. Everybody should start the day off with some fruit juice. All right. <laughs> Look, we're late for rehearsal, so let's go, Emery. Emery? Well, that's your new name, ain't it? My new name is Elliot, no cracks. All right, all right, Elliot. Ooh. Come on. Oh, by the way, Alice, mm -hmm. any mail come here addressed to me? Why should your mail come here? Well, since I changed my name, I've been giving this as my mailing address. See, my new name doesn't go with my old address. <laughs> Why not? I think it sounds good. Mr. Elliot Lewis. 28 Skid Row Lane That's not my address I live at 69 Vat Boulevard Well, there ain't been any mail for you We haven't had any mail ourselves for several days And now that I come to think of it The neighbors haven't even had any either mm -hmm. But I'll check on that later When I get back from rehearsal Come on, Esther Elliot Esther Elliot, they're so close. <laughs> Bye, honey. Oh, goodbye, darling. Hurry back. Alice, what do you see in that old Indian? <laughs> Willie, please. He happens to be my husband, and I'm very. Hey, Uncle Willie, here comes the Pony Express. Now, girls, girls, how many times must I tell you not to bring your wagon into the house? I'm not going to tell you again, but. What have you got in that wagon, anyway? The neighbor's mail. We've been taking letters out of their boxes for the past two days so we can play post office. Yeah, and we're going to mix it up and put everybody's mail in somebody else's box. Oh, no. So that's why nobody in the neighborhood has been receiving any mail. Look, we're going to put that mail right back where it belongs, and we're going to do it right now. Oh, Alice, you can't do that. You can't let the neighbors think your family is responsible for this. You'll have to sneak it back tonight when nobody can see you. Well, it would be embarrassing trying to explain this. Uh, Willie, put all those letters in the hall closet till tonight. Uh, Phyllis, where's our mail? Oh, we've already delivered that. Delivered it? Where? We put it in mailboxes all over the neighborhood. Oh, that's terrible. We've got to get that back right now. Uh, girls, you get our mail out of the boxes on this block, and I'll take care of the next block. And don't let anybody see you. But shall we take this mail and put it back? No, no, we haven't time. Just leave it in the hall closet. I'll return it tonight. All right, Mother. But please don't tell Daddy about this. He'll get mad. All right, all right. I won't tell your father as long as you never, never do a thing like this again. Now, let's go get our mail back. So long, Willie. But, 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 Alice, you promised to give me another singing lesson. I don't have time now, Willie. Play one of my records and listen closely. Gee, it's great after being out late 
Walking my baby back home Arm in arm over meadow and farm Walking my baby back home We go along harmonizing a song Or I'm reciting a poem Owls move by and they give me the eye Walking my baby back home We stop for a while She gives me a smile And snuggles her head to my chest We start in the pet that's when he gets my powder all over his vest. After he kind of straightens his tie, I have to borrow his coat. One kiss, then I continue again, walking my baby back home. Gee, it's great after being out late, walking my baby back home. Arm in arm over meadow and farm, walking my baby back home. We go along harmonizing a song, or I'm reciting a poem. Owls go by and they give me the eye, walking my baby back home. She's afraid of the dark, so we have to park outside of her house for a rest. We start in the pen. That's when he gets my powder all over his vest. Hand in hand to a barbecue stand, right from the doorway we roll. Eats and then it's a pleasure again, walking my baby back home. the sponsor didn't seem too happy with the rehearsal today. I don't think he liked the way the band played. I don't blame him. You guys sounded like you're playing underwater. The rest of them guys sounded bad enough, but I never heard you play your guitar as bad as you did today. It wasn't my fault. For the rehearsal, some wise guy sneaked in and put strings on it. <laughs> I almost cut the tips of my fingers off. <laughs> Look, they're all lacerated. I might get an infection My fingers will fall off Then how would I play my guitar? Use your elbows Nobody could tell the difference <laughs> I don't like your insinuation I happen to be a good musician Good musician You couldn't get a job Playing second revolver With Spike Jones. Look, <laughs> kid I don't want to hurt your feelings Hey, but Curly I... Isn't that Alice across the street? Where? Over there Oh, yeah yeah I wonder what she's doing there Wonder why she keeps looking over her shoulder She's acting awful suspicious What's suspicious? All she's doing is taking the mail out of the steward's mailbox She always... The steward's mailbox <laughs> Now what's she doing that for? Hey, look, Curly Now she's going to the next house She's taking a fistful out of their box, too Yeah What's the matter with her? Taking other people's mail Hey, look at her now She's emptying another box I can't understand it I can I never wanted to mention it before, Curly But I always thought she looked a little crooked What are you talking about? Did you ever notice her eyes? She has a squinting, shifty look True I thought it was due to the smog 
<laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. My wife wouldn't go around stealing mail. No, then look at her now. She's got the mail and she's hot footing at home. Yeah. Look at her scale that fence. <laughs> wow. Now look at her scat through your garden. Look at swivel hips going through that form. <laughs> she steps on my cocktail onions, I'll kill her. Come on, let's hurry. <laughs> hey, let's get to the house and find out what this is all about. Come yeah. on. Uh, oh, Alice, Alice, where are you? Oh, I'm in here, Phil. Uh, I'll be right out. Listen to oh. her puff. She's getting a little old for them high fences. <laughs> I didn't expect you home so early Oh, no? What have you been doing, dear? Oh, nothing I, I've been in the kitchen preparing salmon <laughs> What'd you have to do, swim upstream? <laughs> uh, you're a little out of breath huh? Have you been running around outside, maybe? Outside? No, I... I haven't left the house all day I, I've been sitting here uh, Knitting Then why are you uh, Puffing? Uh, heavy needles <laughs> Excuse me, I have to go and file the warts off the pickles Ha! Huh. <laughs> She's not only a crook, but she tells lousy jokes. <laughs> I like that, Curly. She denies being out of the house, and we saw her stealing mail. I still can't believe it. Look, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. Now, come on, let's find out what she's doing in that other room. Wait a minute, look, no noise. We're going to eavesdrop. Curly, that's my business. <laughs> Now, don't talk too loud, girls Your father is in the house Shh, she's talking to the kids Well, girls, how did you make out? Fine, I got the mail out of the Ackman's box And here's the mail from the Bennett's box There was a cop on the corner, but he didn't see me I'm too clever How do you like that? She's got my kids working <laughs> I'm living in a nest of thieves Imagine teaching little kids to steal for her are you sure her name is an Alice Fagan? How about the rest of the mail, Mom? Oh, I'll take care of that tonight After it gets dark Well, can we go with you? Oh, no, no, you girls have to go to bed I'll do this alone Well, at least she's not taking the kids out on her night jobs <laughs> Probably don't want to split the swag with them <laughs> I've got a good mind to tell my kids that she's double-crossing them I can't stand any more of this Come on, uh, Elliot What are you going to do, Curly? I don't know i got to have time to think this over Come on, let's take a walk right. Wait a minute till I get my head out of the closet Alice never did a dishonest thing in her life There must be some... Some... Oh, no! What's the matter, Curly? The whole closet's full of mail She must have been doing this for years <laughs> Oh, what a sweet racket so that's where she got all her money <laughs> To think I've been living off of stolen relief checks, old age pensions <laughs> And women's insurance money Yeah 
Gee whiz, that settles it. I'm going to tell Alice that I know what she's doing and I insist that she stop. What, and kill a good thing? <laughs> How could Alice have denied doing this stuff? Well, maybe she steals without knowing it. You mean she's one of them creptiloxomaniacs? <laughs> but I gotta do something about this, but I don't know why. Now, Curly, don't trouble yourself. Let me figure this out for you. You just relax and take it easy. Why don't you sing? Sing? What's the matter with you? I find out my wife and kids are crooks, and you stand there and ask me to sing. Yeah. Well, I don't feel like it. But at my age, I can't afford to turn down a request. <laughs> I just called up to tell you that I'm rugged but right. A rambling and a gambling man, I'm free every night. I eat a porterhouse steak three times a day for my board. More than any guy in this whole town can afford. I got a big electric fan to keep me cool when I sleep. A mattress stuffed with dollar bills to tickle my feet. My motto is love them and meet them and leave them and cheat them and break them in right. I just called up to tell you that I'm rugged but right. My house was built with pawn shop tickets, red, white, and blue. My suits are made of tiger skins right out of the zoo. I got a lot of money in the bank. I made it myself. The hearts of all my girlfriends lying right on my shelf. The girls all stop and whistle every time I go by. But I'm pretty darn particular. I'm telling no lie. I'm in there wheeling and dealing and really appealing and high as a kite. I just called up to tell you that I'm rugged but right. I just called up to tell you that I'm rugged but fair. You caused me plenty worry, put some gray in my hair. You got the lips that sunk the ships of England, France, and Peru. I'm just like Napoleon, cause you're my Waterloo. I'd like a 15-minute intermission in your Ford V8. I'd love to make it longer, but I've got a late date. My morals have always been gone with the wind, so let's breeze it tonight. I just called up to tell you that I'm rugged but right. Don't overdo it, cause I really overdoed it last night. Hey, Curly. Yeah. I've been thinking this over and I got it all figured out. If you follow my plan, you'll never have to worry about Alice. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I knew I could count on you. What are we going to do? Call the FBI and turn her in. <laughs> I can't turn Alice in. She's my wife. But this is a federal offense. What's more important, your wife or your country? My country? No, my wife. No. That's a tough question. <laughs> my country I'm living in and my wife I'm living off. <laughs> can't turn Alice in. They'll arrest her. Don't you realize that? They'll arrest her and send her away to prison. That'll upset my whole life. What do you mean? Well, I'm a very busy guy. What with my radio shows, my television appearances, my recordings, and going up to visit Alice, I won't have any time to go fishing. <laughs> uh, well, 
Well, Curly, I can fix that. I'll see that she's sent to a pen close by. I got a little pull, I think I can get her sent to Alcatraz. <laughs> right in the San Francisco Bay, and you can take a ferry over every Sunday and see her. I can't let them send Alice to Alcatraz. What's the matter with Alcatraz? I get seasick on a ferry. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm not gonna turn Alice in mm -hmm. All we got to do is to take all these letters And sneak them back into the right boxes tonight Now, how do you like that idea? Oh, crazy man, crazy <laughs> I can't wait to get caught with a sack of hot mail <laughs> Yeah, you're right We could get caught <laughs> Look, we'll just have to get somebody else to do it for us Now, we'll find somebody to take that... Anybody home? I brought the groceries This kid's timing is uncanny <laughs> Hey, Curly How are you going to get him to take them letters back? He's a kid, a kid I'll make a game out of it Hiya, fellas Oh, Julius Hey, you're just in time Uh, Julie How would you like to play post office with me? You pucker one blubber lip and I'll clout you with a salami. <laughs> We're not talking about that kind of post office. <laughs> We're playing mailman. Ooh, how perfectly lovable. <laughs> Instead, Mr. Harris can be the father and you can be the mother. And you'll be the mailman. No, I'll be the guy who throws the net over you and takes you to the nut house. <laughs> I think we're using the wrong approach with this boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Julius, I'm going to be perfectly frank with you. Um, I've got something awful to tell you and it's very confidential. What is it, Mr. Harris? Well, I just found out that the woman I love is a crook. No kidding. You won't tell anybody, will you? No. I won't even tell your wife. <laughs> Don't be funny. I'm talking about my wife. She's a crook, a thief, and she's been stealing mail. You're accusing Miss Faye of being a thief? Ooh, I won't stand here and listen to this. I'm going to take my delivery basket and get out of here. But, Julius, you can help me. Don't leave Curly, now. Curly, you... Curly, let him go. But we want him to take the mail with him. He's taking it. <laughs> huh? But he don't know he's taking it. <laughs> While you were talking to him, I planted the letters in his delivery basket. At least we're getting it out of the house <laughs> well, Don't you realize that as soon as the kid gets out of the house with the mail We're in the clear It's... Uh, oh, wait a minute Uh, come in I beg your pardon I'm from the postal inspector's office Ow! <laughs> Some mail has been missing in this neighborhood And we have a pretty good idea who's taking it Holy smoke, then it's true what Mr. Harris said Officer I happen to know who it is, too and I feel it's my patriotic duty to turn in the culprit. The one who stole the mail is... Mr. Harris, please don't... Sorry, on... Julius, but if you've been stealing mail, you've got to pay the penalty. 
Take him away, officer. So long, kid. I'll send you cake. Wait a minute. You can't go. Don't worry, kid. I'll get you a good, cheap lawyer. He'll have you out in 20 or 30 years. You'll have time to get in the Army. <laughs> Why are you trying to pin this on me? I didn't do nothing. I'm just an innocent grocery boy. A likely story. Search him, officer. Better yet, search his grocery basket. What have you got in that basket, son? Nothing but groceries. I'll lift up the lid and show you. Look. Artichokes, rutabagas, string beans, special delivery letters, airmail letters. <laughs> Wait a minute! How did this stuff get in my basket? It looks bad for you, son. But I never saw this stuff before. I'm innocent, I tell you. I'm innocent. <laughs> I'm innocent. <laughs> this kid can ask. Great. I think he's overplaying it a little. <laughs> Phil, Phil, what's all the racket in Don't here? Don't get excited, lady. I am from the postal inspector's office. See you around. Miss <laughs> <laughs> May! Miss May, come back here! This man is arresting me for stealing mail! Arresting you? Oh, officer, I can't let you arrest this boy. He's innocent. I know he didn't steal that mail. I have a confession to make. Thank goodness there's a spark of decency left in her. <laughs> Lady, you seem to know something about this. Did you steal this mail? Well, of course not. My two little girls stole it. <laughs> How do you like that? She's railroading her own babies on a bum rap. My kids didn't do it. All right, make up your mind. They don't care who did it, but I'm arresting somebody. Then arrest the right person. Who is the right person? She is. I am not. Of course she is, and I think it was Mr. Harris. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Do I look like the kind of a guy who would steal? Just look at my face. Look at me. You can see I'm honest and wouldn't. Who slipped these handcuffs on me? <laughs> Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. There are probably dozens of radio programs that you list among your favorites. So don't miss them just because you're on the go. Visit your RCA Victor dealer and select RCA Victor's new Super Personal Radio. The Super Personal is easy to carry and easy to take anywhere because it's lightweight, no larger than an average book. And yet it's a powerful portable. It gives you room size, volume, big radio tone. What's more... RCA Victor's new Super Personal is available in six stunning colors, and it's economical to operate. Thanks to RCA Balanced Light Batteries and a special battery lifesaver switch that allows your batteries to loaf in good signal strength areas, the Super Personal plays ten times longer than previous small portable radios without changing batteries. Follow your favorite radio shows wherever you go by RCA Victor's new long-playing Super Personal portable radio. Friday nights, it's daytime on television. So see Dennis Day get into one merry mix-up after another on the new RCA Victor show every Friday, NBC TV. And now, an important reminder. October is the month when local communities will be starting their community chest campaigns. Campaigns which symbolize the strength of democracy through voluntary concern for our fellow men. 
The red feather services of your community chest represent almost every worthwhile social service in your community. Remember that you are asked to give only once during the year. So give generously to your community chest. Thanks, everybody, and good night. Good night, everybody. Included in today's program transcribed was Will Wright. The part of Julius was played by Walter Tetley. Now you save almost $1 with RCA Victor's new extended play 45 pop albums. 45 extended play gives you twice as much music for less money. Eight top pops for only $2.80. Four for only $1.40 before tax. All by RCA Victor stars who make the hit. Visit your record dealer tomorrow. See and hear his big selection of extended play 45s by RCA Victor. Tonight, it's Theater Guild on the air over NBC. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to the Jack Benny Show from the 1942-1943 season. Tonight's guest star is Barbara Stanwyck who, of course, was in Double Indemnity, was one of her bigger films. She was in Christmas in Connecticut, Sorry, Wrong Number, and she was even thought about to be Scarlett O'Hara in The Gone with the Wind. In 1944, she was the highest-paid woman in the United States. That's pretty incredible, just a couple years after this. Uh, she's probably best known to modern audiences for um, being the matriarch in... Uh, the Big Valley um, Western uh, television show from the late 1960s, early 1970s. Um, I just hope you're going to enjoy her performance here. The other thing I wanted to say is we get a real treat today with a, a fun number by Dennis Day, and Phil Harris is going to sing a very surprising number for us that's that's still popular today. So... Uh, that that was going to be a blast. I'd love to hear when Phil Harris actually sings on the show. Um, and I did find that the copy I had of the show wasn't very good, but I found a um, better copy that um, that the, was from over at the Cobalt Club. Who uh, they they put up some great shows over there. So if you ever want to visit the Cobalt Club, uh, just do a search for that, and um, you'll find a bunch of interesting shows. Anyway, enjoy tonight's episode of The Jack Benny Show, and we will see you next time. The Jell-O Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston. No, no, Don, hold it, for heaven's sake. Remember our new product. Oh, yes. The Grapes Nuts Flakes Program. <laughs> That's starring... Grape Nuts Flakes. Great. The Grape Nuts oh, Flakes Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis A. Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson, coming to you from the Army Air Base at Santa Ana, California.
Could this ever happen to you? You dash out of bed, stub your toe on the alarm clock, nick your face while you're shaving, get the shirt missing a button, clump downstairs wearing your before-breakfast blitzkrieg look, and right there on the table sits a great, big, tempting bowl full of grape nuts flakes. And what happens now? Well, you sample that outstanding grape nuts flakes flavor. It's your same favorite grape nuts flavor in toasty brown flake form, moldy, rich, and sweet as a nut. So you look at your wife and you actually beam, for there's plenty of satisfaction in that grand goodness, the flavor that's made Grape Nuts Flakes America's fastest-growing cereal. That's because Grape Nuts Flakes are made in a different way. They're a blend of two luscious grains, sun-ripened wheat and malted barley, toasted golden brown and crisp and delicate, tempting flakes. So for smooth-tasting, smooth-tempered breakfast that baby your budget, ask for delicious, thrifty Grape Nuts Flakes in the big 12-ounce package. played by the orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, since we're at the Army Air Base at Santa Ana, we would like to reenact the scene which took place last Thursday when two cadets from this very field paid a visit to Jack Benny at his home in Beverly Hills. Oh, Don, who wants to hear about that? Jack and Rochester were hard at work in the kitchen, as I understand it, little suspecting that anyone would drop here. <clears throat> oh, boy, that sure smells good. I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. As I go right and see what else. Tomatoes, vinegar, onions. Oh, Rochester, did you cut up those onions like I told you to? Rochester, did you cut up those onions? <laughs> I'm putting them up now, boss. <laughs> oh, pull yourself together. How many onions you got there? About five, boss. Do you want any more? <laughs> yes, get busy. And stop crying. Uh, I can't help it, boss. <laughs> Look, Rochester, if the onions make you cry while you're chopping them up, don't stand so close to them. Close to them? I'm using a hole now. <laughs> All right, I'll do the onions. And you get these jars ready. Have you got the label? Here they are. Mother Benny's old-fashioned homemade chili sauce. <laughs> hey, they're pretty fancy, aren't they? Yeah, and I like our new slogan. Our chili is hot on rump roaster pot. <laughs> yeah, that ought to get us plenty of customers. Well, I might as well finish these onions myself. Mmm, this sauce don't look just right. You know, boss, I don't think we got enough tomatoes in here. I said I don't think we got enough tomatoes in here. Shall I put some more tomatoes in, Mr. Benny? There's plenty of tomatoes in there. All the recipe calls for. <laughs> well, the onions are ready. Dump them in, Rochester. Okay. I want to get all this stuff cooked and bottled before Miss Livingston gets here. I promise to take her shopping. It's only 10.30, boss. 10.30? Oh, my goodness. Tune in the radio, Rochester. Tune it in. What's the matter? It's time for that pro program. Tune in the radio. Oh, yes. Yes! Sally Sutton! I don't want to miss today's episode. Here's the station, boss. Thank heaven. And so, chin up. 
but with tears in eyes. <laughs> Sally Sutton has given up hope of a reconciliation with her husband, Paul, and decided on the most drastic of all steps, a divorce. Her, her husband has been playing around, Rochester. That's all, that's all she can do. Hasn't she got a razor? No. <laughs> As we fade in on the Sutton Cottage, a cottage that was once a happy American home, we find Sally in conference with her friend and advisor, old Judge Hooper. Sally is speaking. I, I can't go on, Judge Hooper. I can't go on like this. It's too much. There, there now, Sally. <laughs> Yes, Sally, honey. And I have to admire the way you've gone through all this. Sin up, but with tear-dimmed eyes. You said it. Tell me, old Judge Hooper, what shall I do about Paul? Uh, you might as well face it, Sally, honey. Paul's a drinking man. And if when there's one thing I can't stand, it's a, a drinking man. <laughs> Well, what's that? I think the old Judd is loaded. <laughs> oh, he couldn't be. And your advice, Judge? You just got to get a divorce, Sally, honey. Open up, open up, quick. Oh, my goodness. Sally's house is on fire. That's us, boss. The chili sauce just boiled over. <laughs> well, shut off the gas and stir it. Why, it's old Doc Thompson. Hello, Sally. Hello, old Judge Hooper. Hello, old Doc, honey. <laughs> he calls everybody honey. I've got bad news for you, Sally. It's about your husband, Paul. Paul? What about Paul? The emergency hospital called just now and told me... Yes? That your husband... Yes, yes? That your husband, Paul... Yes, yes, yes. There goes that gold-darn radio again. <laughs> Quick, Rochester, fix it. Fix it? Yes, hit it. Take it, shake it. That's the way you're fixing the lawn, Oh, wait a minute. I need you. Of all times for this thing to go haywire, I want to know what happened to Paul. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. You ready to take me shopping? I can't take you now, Mary. Paul's in the emergency hospital. Paul Whiteman? No, no. Paul Sutton. The darn radio went on the blink. Right in the middle of the heartaches of Sally Sutton. Fix it, boss. There, good. Good, it's working again. Quiet now. Quiet, Rochester. And so, don't forget to tune in tomorrow morning <laughs> for another installment in the heartaches of Sally Sutton. Well, I'll be... Till then, this is Truman Clapsaddle. Wait a minute, what happened to Paul? Oh, shut up! <laughs> well, I'll just have to wait until tomorrow morning, I guess. Let's get back to our canning, Rochester. What is that stuff, Jack? Homemade chili sauce. Come on, Rochester, let's start pouring it in the bottle. You hold the funnel. Oh, fine. Chili sauce and bromo seltzer bottles. Well, I had a lot of them around. You know how I worry. <laughs> now, come on, Rochester. Let's get this stuff all bottled. I got spurs that jingle jangle jingle. That jingle jangle. As I go riding merrily along. As I go riding merrily. They sing 
with our story of what happened when the two cadets from Santa Ana visited Jack's home. As you remember, Jack, Mary, and Rochester were bottling chili sauce in the kitchen. As I go riding merrily... There, that's that. Now, how many bottles did we get out of this batch, Rochester? Three dozen, not counting the two that blew up. <laughs> blew up? I didn't hear any of them blow up. Look for yourself, boss. That ain't a sunset on the ceiling. <laughs> Well, wipe it off. Come on, Mary, I'll take you shopping. The car's out in the driveway. Okay. And incidentally, Mary, this'll be your last ride in the Maxwell. I'm turning it in next week to the junk salvage drive. Do you think they'll take it? Yes. <laughs> Come on, grab a few of these bottles. I got a rush order from the farmer's market. I am not walking through Beverly Hills with my arms full of chili sauce. Oh, all right, I'll take it. There. Uh-oh, here comes that crazy border of ours, boss. He's not crazy. Well, hello, Mr. Billingsley. Hello, Mr. Benny. Taking some of your blood to the Red Cross, I think. <laughs> no. No, 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 Mr. Billingsley. Uh, this is chili sauce. By the way, would you like to go to the farmer's market with us? No, thank you. I must go out to my laboratory and work on my new parachute idea. Uh, what's that? I'm putting rip cords on mushrooms. <laughs> mushrooms for rip cords? For parachutes? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> My goodness, isn't that dangerous? Oh, yes. You might get a toadstool. <laughs> well, goodbye, Mr. Benny. Goodbye. Why, Joe, you certainly are. <laughs> Now it's, now it's parachute. That Mr. Billingsley certainly is a genius when it comes to inventing things. Oh, yeah? How about that wristwatch he made for me? What's the matter with that watch? Every time I go to wind it, the hands get fresh with me. <laughs> oh, stop dreaming things up, will you? See who's at the door, Rochester. Okay, Mother Benny. That's only for the label. Now, see who's at the door. Okay. That Rochester is so lazy today. Well, naturally, it's Thursday, it's day off. Not... <laughs> Not so loud. I didn't tear Wednesday off the calendar. <laughs> well, look who's here, Phil Harris. And he's got his baby with him. Hello, Phil. Hello, Jackson, Mary. You know, I had the kid out for a ride on my motorcycle, so I thought I'd drop in. What? You brought a five-month-old baby all the way from Encino on a motorcycle? We only made one stop, Jackson. Changed oil and diapers. <laughs> That kid's probably scared to death. Ah, oh, Jackson, she loves it. <laughs> oh, what a baby. Always laughing. Yeah. You know, Phil, I think she's going to have curly hair just like you. Sure, them things are liable to be hereditary. <laughs> hereditary? He means it runs in the family, Lily. 
<laughs> I know what he means. Now, there she goes giggling again. Oh, let me hold her, baby, Phil. No, no, Mary. Just let her sit on the table here and play with these bottles. <laughs> Careful now, darling. Careful now, sweetheart. Make a note of that, Rochester. One bottle of chili sauce to Mr. Harris, 15 cents. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Wait a minute now. I ain't responsible for nothing my kid does. This baby's a minor. I don't care. She's John L. Lewis. You're paying for that <laughs> Now, now, baby. Here's another bottle of chili sauce to play with. Your daddy can afford it. Here, here, take the bottle. There, now. Look out, Jack. Duck! Ooh. Ooh. Holy smoke, she knocked him out. Quick, Rochester, get some water. Mr. Benny's unconscious. Let him lay there. He ain't been getting much sleep lately. <laughs> Sorry, Jackson, but my baby conked you with a bottle. Did the bottle break? Absolutely not. No sale, Jack. <laughs> Ooh, my head. Listen, Phil, it's all right for you and your baby to come over and pay me a friendly visit. But when that kid of yours deliberately picks up a bottle of Mother Benny's old-fashioned homemade chili sauce and cocks her old Uncle Jack on the head with it, that's going to... <laughs> I got a gal in Kalamazoo I don't want to boast, but I know she's the toast of Kalamazoo zoo, 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 zoo. Years have gone by, my, 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 how she grew But I liked her looks when I carried her books in Kalamazoo zoo, 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 zoo. I'm on the send the wire, hopping on a flyer, leaving today Am I dreaming? I can hear screaming. Hiya, Mr. Jackson. Everything's okay. A-L-A-M-A-C-O-O. What a gal. She's something rude. I'll make my bid for that freckle-faced kid. I'm hurrying through. I'm going to Michigan to see the sweetest gal in Kalamazoo. Dreaming, I can hear screaming. Hiya, Jackson. Everything's okay. A-L-A-M-A-Z-O. What a gal. She's something for I'll make my bid for that freckle-faced kid I'm hurrying to. I'm going to Michigan to see the sweetest gal in Kalamazoo. Zoo, Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, played by Phil Harris in the orchestra. And speaking of Kalamazoo, ladies, 
Whether you're a gal in Kalamazoo or Kankakoo... Oh, Brother Rue. Why not serve your husband a bang-up breakfast treat? Just try him on Grapes Nuts Flakes. There you go again. Don, that's great, great. And now, let us continue with our story of what happened when the two cadets from Santa Ana visited Jack in Beverly Hills. As we left Jack, he had been knocked cold by a tap from a tiny clock. Hmm. Look at that lump on my head. I'm glad Phil took the baby home. Believe me, the next time that kid starts after me, I'm going to be set. I'm going to be ready. Oh, put your fist down, killer. <laughs> well, I'm mad. Come on, let's take these bottles over to the market. You take the bottles out, Rochester. I'll answer the door. Coming, coming. I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. Oh, my head. As I go riding... Well, 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 a couple of soldiers. Hello, fellas. Hello. Say, we're cadets from Santa Ana, and we're visiting the movie stars' homes. <laughs> you, uh, you are? Yeah. Can you tell us where Miss Barbara Stanwyck lives? Barbara Stanwyck? Uh-huh. Yes, yes, she lives about four blocks down the street. But as uh, long as you're visiting some of the big movie stars... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this, uh, this happens to be Jack Benny's house. I'm Benny. Oh, is your son at home? <laughs> no, look, I'm, I'm Jack Benny, me. Hello again. I mean, great nuts place again. This is Jack Benny. <laughs> uh, come on, uh, come on in, boys. Uh, say, uh, what do you got that dress on for? Oh, oh, this is an apron. I've been making chili sauce. Come on in. Oh, well, thanks just the same, but we're especially anxious to meet Barbara Stanwyck. Oh, yes, yes. Babs. Uh, she's a swell girl. Babs? Who's Babs? That's, uh, <laughs> that's Barbara Stanwyck, you see. All her close friends call her Babs. I'll tell you what, fellas, it's only a short way. I'll walk you over there. Come on, Jack. Let's go shopping. Oh, Mary, come here a minute. I want you fellas to meet Mary Livingston. She's a stooge on my program. What was that? Don't sneak up on me. <laughs> The, Mary, uh, these, these boys are cadets from Santa Ana. Oh, hello, fellas. Gee, Mary Livingston. Wow, a woman. <laughs> I didn't know we had so many people in our front yard. <laughs> Say, Mary... Mary, I promised to take the boys over to Babs' house. Uh, would you like to come along? Who's Babs? Babs Stanwyck, Barbara. Come on, come on, fellas, let's go. I hope Babs is home. I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle. Are you excited, boys? Oh, we sure are. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm uh, Jack Benny. Uh, these two cadets would like to meet Miss Stanwyck. Come on, fellas, let's go in. Uh, just a moment, please. Miss Stanwyck is taking a bath. Oh. Oh, then I'll wait. You certainly will. <laughs>
Say, you'll, uh, you'll love that, fella. She's my favorite, too. Who's that at the door down there? Down there is the butler's name. <laughs> it's me, uh, Jack Benny. Hello, Barbara. Oh, hello, Jack. People in her house, too. <laughs> Say, Barbara, Barbara, can you come down a minute? I've got something I want to see you about. Jack, I told you yesterday, I've got enough chili sauce to last me 15 <laughs> oh, oh, it's not about chili sauce. I got a couple of cadets from Santa Ana with me. They want to meet you. Oh, then I'll be right down. Won't you step in and wait, folks? Uh, thank you. By Jove, you certainly are. <laughs> must be a friend of Mr. Billingsley's. Huh? Oh, oh, here's Barbara now. Hello, Mary. How are you, fellas? Hello, Barbara. Gee, glad to meet you, Miss Stanwyck. We've sure been looking forward to this. Hiya, Barbara. Good heavens, Jack. What are you doing in that apron? Oh, for... Mary, why didn't you remind me to take off this apron? I didn't know if you had any pants on. <laughs> I've got pants on, but you can't see them. That Rochester got so patriotic, he cut my cuffs away up to the knees. <laughs> Sit down, fellas. Yes, please do. You know, the boys were over at my house, but they were a little impatient. They uh, were just dying to meet Babs. Babs? Who's that? <laughs> you, you, all your close friends call you Babs. Well, I'll be darned. <laughs> hmm. Oh, by the way, would you boys care for a sandwich or something? Oh, no, thank you, Miss Sandwich. Just looking at you is enough. Well, how about your buddy? Would you like a sandwich? I'm looking at Miss Livingston. <laughs> well, say, uh, I'm, uh, I'm hungry, Barbara. I can stand a sandwich. Well, why don't you go out in the kitchen and make one? You're all dressed for it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> well, never mind. I'll just have some of these walnuts here. May I? Go right ahead if I'm not too late. Thanks. So you boys are cadets from Santa Ana, huh? Mm -hmm. My name is Bill Orr, and I'm going to be a bombardier. My buddy here, Peter Hayes, he's studying to be a navigator. Well, that's wonderful. A bombardier and a navigator. I'd like to be a pilot. That's for me. <laughs> Oh, gee, these nuts are good. Now, wait a minute, Jack. Well, how many did I eat? I don't mean that. I mean that the bombardier and the navigator are just as important as the pilot. Their jobs are equally as interesting and require just as much training. All right, all right. I can't be a... I can't be a pilot anyway. I'm over 26. <laughs> or, did they, uh, or did they raise the age limit to 36? Till they put wings on rocking chairs, you don't have to worry. <laughs> I don't know about that. Boy, these are the best walnuts. Gee, Miss Stanwick, you sure got a beautiful home here. Well, I'm certainly happy you dropped in. 
Oh, by the way, where are you boys from? Oh, I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. I've only been out here about two months. Scranton, Pennsylvania. And where are you from? I'm from St. Joe, Missouri. St. <laughs> Joe, they love me there. <laughs> Well, fellas, you've seen Dabs, or Babs. Uh, come, come, uh, come back to my house. I'll call up some girls, and the three of us will step out. Now, wait a minute, Jack. The boys will have a better time right here. Besides, I've seen those girls you go out with. <laughs> Did you ever get a load of that one that floats around Beverly Hills on a broomstick? <laughs> I know. Say, Mary, why don't you and I take the boys to the Brown Derby? There's usually a lot of picture people there. Oh, boy, the Brown Derby? We can't go to the Brown Derby. They don't use my chili sauce. Oh, you and your chili sauce. I've tried it, and it's awful. Oh, yeah? Have you ever tried it on lobster? Yes, and the lobster thumbed his feelers at me. <laughs> well, naturally, a lobster has to be boiled. Boiled or sober. He didn't like it. <laughs> I guess I better tear up that testimonial I signed your name to. Say, I've got an idea. Why can't we all go over to Bob Murphy? Now, look, Jack, you're not coming with us. Barbara and I are going to have lunch with the two boys alone. Yes, and later this evening, we'll go dancing at the Macombo. I can't go dancing. Nobody Nobody asked you to go. Oh, they didn't, eh? Well, let me tell you something. These boys came all the way to Beverly Hills to see me, and I'm going along. If you do, you'll pay the check. We'll see about that, sister. Let me tell you something else, you Brooklyn bombshell. When it comes... When it comes... <laughs> Let me tell you something else. When it comes... When it comes to showing these cadets a good time, I know the hot spots, too. I didn't get these bags under my eyes for nothing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what happened when two cadets from Santa Ana came to visit Barbara Stanwyck at her home in Beverly Hills. They came to visit me, Playfield. Gee, these nuts are good. You know, friends, when you stop to think of it, manpower and woman power are really the result of food power. That's why it's so very important for every man and woman in America to eat nourishing food in this war emergency, especially the vital protective foods, foods such as whole grain cereals. And that's why it's important to see the grape nuts flakes appear regularly at your breakfast table. For delicious, toasty brown grape nuts flakes are a whole grain cereal. This means that grape nuts flakes supply important whole grain food values, including three essential nutritive elements, iron, niacin, and vitamin B1. In fact, grape nuts flakes contain more B1 than you'll find in the whole grain itself. So you see, you get a bowl full of real wartime nourishment when you sit down to a breakfast including malty, rich, sweet as a nut grape nuts flakes. So for real breakfast enjoyment, plus real nourishment to start off the day, Treat your family tomorrow morning to Grape Nuts Flakes. That was the last number in the second program of the new grape of the new Grapes Nuts. 
Flakes program. Great Nuts Flakes. And we'll be with you at the same time next Sunday. I want to thank Barbara Stanley for coming over here to Santa Ana with us. Thanks, Barbara. Oh, you can call me Babs. Hmm. Well, you see, folks, and she loves my chili sauce, too. Good night, everybody. The Jack Benny program is written by Bill Maher and Eddie Beloyd. Peter Lind Hayes and Bill Orr, who appeared on our program, are cadets here at Santa Ana. The presentation of the broadcast from the Army Air Base at Santa Ana is for the enjoyment of the officers and personnel and does not constitute an endorsement of our product by the War Department. Have you tried the delicious new hot cereal, rich, hot, brown, grape nut sweet meal?